Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of FFBE Talk. Today we're going to be covering Lightning, the new Radiant Lightning, I should say, and Never Ending Hope, which contradicts one of my favorite poems of all time. But we'll get into it. We'll cover a little bit of the Gapra Whitewood, um, just like one thing in it. But otherwise, let's get into the show. All right, let's go. Doodly doo doo. This is the show. So this week, we got a really early release on the new events as well as the new units. The Gapra Whitewood event is a King Mog event with with a uh, select summon ticket in there, so be sure to grab that up, as well as the guaranteed five-star special summon ticket for doing the event a lot. So try to make the most of it and get both of those things if you get nothing else out of there. But Minnie, you mentioned there was literally only one item that you would even bother with in this set of King Mog items. Well, that's not true. There's one item that I think is worthwhile. The other ones I'm still going to bother with just because I like to collect them. Uh, except the Materia. I don't really care for the Materia. I will pick up the Eagle Talon and the Blazefire Saber just to, you know, take up the so inventory you, slots just because I like so them. I don't it, think yeah. they're very good. Uh, but I like Brother's Goggles just... I love I love brother the unit I love brother the character and I love his goggles they come with a nice water resist on there so but I would I would have liked them even I would have recommended them even if they had really crappy stats that's very fair it's brother so yeah exactly you might as well have uh, those goggles the main thing I like about brother's goggles is the water resistance mm-hmm that 30% water resistance is really nice. And of all the different resistance types we get, I feel like water is low among them. I haven't been feeling the burn from water resist because I have Folka and she's got that nice 100% buff. But Yeah, 100%. I can definitely see people who don't have that. It's a nice pickup. Definitely really good, especially if you haven't done three-star Leviathan. And if you haven't done it, please go do it because I hate that piece of junk, giant spinal column. It's funny because with the units you have today, you could probably do it in your Oh, sleep. I could destroy him. Which, you remind me, I may go and do that and just post like a clip of me destroying him. Just because. But that's it, actually, for the Gapper Whitewood. We'll move on from there because there's not really much else in there. There's a sword and a throwing weapon that if you have literally nothing else, they might work for you. But there's so many other pieces of equipment that are way better. So let's get into the units this week. We have Never Ending Hope and Radiant Lightning. Let's yeah. start with Never Ending Hope. All right, let's do it. He has the TMR Survival Knight. First of all, I just wanted to point out that the accuracy of these little gestalts that you see, I guess. I forget what they're called in 13. They're really, really good. Like, very, very well done pixel art on it. Oh, yeah, the Eidolons? Yeah, the Eidolons. That's what I meant, Eidolon. So, Hope, his TMR is Survival Knife. It has really high mag and really high spirit together, which... Is pretty rare to find. Actually, I mean, it's not it that works rare well. Find, but it works knife. well for Hope. For uh, sure, he kind of likes both stats. So I mean, it, it'll probably work well on some other units as well. But it's niche. It's other than Hope, there aren't too many units that want both, or that can equip 
uh, daggers. So, you know, some units might love that 117 mag, but if most magic casters aren't too adept with anything but rods. So it just depends. Um, I think it's fantastic on Hope, though. I was going to say, I think it works really well on Hope. There's a few other units that would take advantage, like you mentioned. And it's really nice to see um, a knife as the item type instead of a throwing weapon. And I only say that because more people can use knives than people who can use throwing weapons. So it kind of helps in that sense. Mm -hmm. Definitely. His, his STMR, Shining Guardian of Hope. Increase MP by 30%, mag by 50, and light resistance by 100%. Now this is fantastic if you do have four hopes or you take advantage of those STMR tickets. This STMR would make, what's his name? Alexander a breeze. Yeah, I mean, 100 light resist on one, on one item slot is fantastic, or one materia slot. Um, I don't know if it would make it a breeze just because of the nature of the trial. You would need enough for the rest of your team, but it's definitely a great starting point. I mean, you could just have one person. Just that's everything. alive, yeah. yeah. Just go. Yeah. No, you're right, but it, it's really, really strong. 50% um, mag is whatever. It's pretty in line with a lot of TMRs, and the MP plus 30% to build it up, plus that elemental resistance is pretty crazy. It's pretty much STMR level. What do you think of Hope's kit, Mini? I actually quite like it. There are quite a few abilities in there that are interesting and fun to use. Hope is a support that can deal very, very respectable magic damage. He, he also has, obviously, uh, a few chaining families. Actually, just two. He has Quake and Absolute Mirror of Equity, which he can help, especially the Absolute Mirror of Equity, it'll help uh, it'll help him in a team to, to be able to build chains himself. So actually, I, I love the mishmash they gave him. He's, he's I think, a, a semi-competent support. He's got uh, excellent access to the elemental resist because he's got light resist. He's got dark resist. And then he's also got access to thun bar thundaga, bar fairaga, blizzaga, and waterga. So just an excellent sort of array of element support on him and then also in thunder on top of that which goes really really well you know you have an excellent support that can also imbue your attackers should you need him to i think i actually i really like him i hope i don't think is very popular because as a magic caster he's not doing that much damage but given what else he brings in his kit along with respectable damage i I quite like him. Yeah, I mean, you always have to consider the off pieces of someone's kit. Of course, his damage isn't up to snuff. He does have dual cast to cast all of his magic, which can be handy putting lightning uh, element onto two people at, on one turn. That's really, really good to have. Plus, you have a, a few chaining families that he can, like Quake and Absolute Mirror of Equity, he can kind of pair up well if you don't have a duplicate of somebody or two units the chain well together already and then not to mention i just the one ability i think is really clever and that i kind of like as sort of a nice take on lb fill supports is uh, brutal sanction he yeah. has it at five star 
and it fills the LB burst, or it increases the LB burst, or LB fill, oh my god, I'm, I can't talk tonight, increases the, the rate at which you build your LB gauge, but on top of that, it gives your allies a chance to counter, so further building your LB gauge by generating more burst stones. I think that's really clever, and it's the first ability we've seen like that, because normally you're bringing a counter tank or something like that to help you build those burst stones. Here, Hope can just instantly convert anyone on your team to help you do that. Or you can bring a tank that doesn't counter and give him the option to counter, which is fantastic. Yeah, he just kind of gives you everything you need, which is amazing. And he... I, I love that he's got the double Gestalt as well. It really helps him for to sort of go through his, his kit, I guess, right? Because you can buff and use one of your chaining abilities if you need to maintain a chain for a chain finisher or something like that yeah so. exactly he is really really good overall as a support like he brings a lot of different elements that you would want in a support so he's very versatile is what i find well mostly when i look at him i just love like a hundred percent light and dark resist and stop resist for your whole team on one ability I think that's insane. And then he also has the Agas that he can dual cast should you need to. It makes gearing yourself for those annoying elemental Tetris trials a lot easier, easier having somebody yeah. like this. Yeah. 100%. That was That's one of the most difficult things in some trials is just being able to gear all your units properly to the point where you're able to survive. And Hope kind of allows you to do that as well as a few other things as we've already mentioned. Overall, he, I love that he gets, so this is just a lore piece of it. I love that he gets 50% bonus stats specifically from Alexander, just because that's kind of his Adolin. Yeah, it's a nice touch. I don't think it factors into many of his builds. It oh, doesn't, it doesn't at all. Just because just saying, of like Alexander <laughs> as an Esper and where he sits, but you know, you never know. It gives you a bit of that extra punch if you do need Alexander on him for whatever reason. I mean, it's kind of funny because Hope is the last person you would equip Alexander to, really, because usually you'd be using him either for the Machine Killer, which you would put that on your DPS, or for the Light Resist, which Hope already has, I think, passively 50%, and he can give everyone an extra 100%. So he'd be, he's set with 150 no matter what. So it's like just giving him Alexander would be overkill. But like you said, from a lore perspective, I, I think it's a nice touch. And the one other thing from a game perspective that I love is that he is immune to Confuse and to Stop, two of the peskiest status ailments, and he is immune to them right out the gate, which is nice. I know some bosses will preempt with certain statuses and things like that, so it's nice that he uh, is not susceptible to Stop specifically. Or if, if you're fighting Chaotic Darkness, being resistant doesn't matter because he just breaks you for that status. It's a new thing. Yeah, 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 it's dumb. <laughs> so obnoxious. It's Although really, Hope really would be great for that trial because of his 100% dark resist. I think uh, that's one of the things I struggled with to gear my units properly while also having enough dark resist because the most I could give on a buff was 70%. So if you had 100%, it means you only need to give your units uh, 70 to 75% dark resist from gear, which is a lot easier to manage and it leaves more room open for... Uh, other stats so that's kind of nice it is very nice and one final thing to mention about hope specifically is 
or never-ending hope specifically, is his uh, limit burst. I think you can just call him Hope, because let's be real, the other Hope, nobody even knows he exists. He's like a three-star unit that is perma-benched. He is pretty much perma-benched. Okay, well, either way, Hope now has the ability, through his Limit Burst, to decrease all elemental resistances by 100%. Yes, it's only for one turn, but that's very significant. That means pretty much any element you want to do, you have full reign to double your damage. Yeah, you got that one turn where you can go all out. It's really nice for bursting. Um, <clears throat> if you are running two hopes for whatever reason, you can build your uh, up to your chain cap very quickly because the more elements you use in the chain, the faster the chain builds. Not that it really matters, but it's a nice little touch there as well. It is. He also recovers 200 MP to all your allies, which is nice that it's on his limit burst. So if you are in one of those pesky MP drain trials like uh, Hasiko back in the day, this can help you kind of overcome that at those thresholds. So it's it's handy, yeah. definitely handy. I think he's a great support overall. I mean, he's not really pushing any boundaries. I love that counter skill. It's kind of interesting. I love the green mage aspect to him. Yes. Uh, he does come with decent buffs as well. But to me, when I when I look at a support, like that's the bare minimum. And it's more about yeah. what else can they do. And Hope definitely has a lot in there. Like you mentioned earlier, his Limit Burst with his Imperils, his Elemental support, uh, the LB fill support. And then he's also got a bit of mitigation in there, a bit of mana battery. So overall, I think he's great. I mean, if you've got a good support already, I think he's a skip. Um, if you're struggling with some of the like chaotic darkness or whatever, it might be worthwhile. But otherwise, I like he's good, but I don't think he's good enough to go all in on, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. Basically, he's not good enough to go all in on. I do think that even if you have, depending on what supports you currently have, Hope does bring quite a few things that some of the other ones don't. So definitely look at the kits and see if Hope can potentially give you something you're missing for a few of the trials because he does bring a few unique aspects that some supports don't have yeah and we'll see what happens when he eventually does get his enhancements and where he's going to end up because we know that the fairy queen lady who came before hope when she got her enhancements she became super good so maybe he's got a bright future ahead of him for now i think he's great but it's like you said if you've already got one of the better supports he's not really worth going all in on he's not going to add like bring anything that much better to your team than your other supports could already do i just wanted to touch on one more point that we made last week and it was that supports are kind of uh overrated so to speak so hopes cd defying destiny increases everything by 180 percent, like all the different stats by 180 percent it's sad that it's still below that 200%, which most DPS or most like the stat that somebody wants is not higher than that. I think the real sort of kind of twist there, the cool part, is it can't be dispelled. So depending on the trial that you're in, uh, if you are fighting something that will dispel, this can come in really handy. And then also the mitigation, the 40% mitigation for four turns is really fantastic. I mean, but when Zeno casts his thing every turn, <laughs> I mean, it's fair though. It is fair. No, it does, I agree. The with mitigation you, right? is huge. I'm just saying um, that the the buffing aspect of that is still not 
above. The one, the one place I think supports do contribute is defensive. So Xeno uh, does buff his attack passively by 200% no matter what, which is already more than uh, Destiny's Defying Destiny, or Hope's Defying Destiny. Um, but it's nice to make them a little beefier sometimes. So the defense spirit buff that can't be dispelled could come in handy. But it's like I said, he's good. I Is that something that I personally would invest tickets or lapis into? No. I, I personally don't think that's good enough to do it. But if I get passively a hope, I'll be thrilled. Um, yeah, that pretty, much, that pretty much covers hope. Yeah, I think the Radiant Lightning is definitely the one that most people are looking for if they are looking for anything at this point. I was just about to say something that I am willing to invest tickets into is Radiant Lightning. That's interesting because my, my conclusion for Radiant Lightning is the same as Hope. I think more people should go for her. So, but yes, I, the reason I say that I would invest the tickets into her is her TMR. Now, because I don't care if I get two of her. One is literally all I would even want. And or, that's why I'd spend, I'd only spend tickets. I wouldn't spend lapis. How about this 200 IQ plan? Go. If you got a Prism Moogle, you buy one of her Moogles from the King Mog shop, and bam. This, is, this, is, this actually is a 200 IQ big train play. <laughs> <laughs> Save all your lapis and tickets. Now, that, let's actually, let's talk about why her TMR is, why it's that good. All right, well, dual form, it's called. It increases equipment attack by 100% when dual wielding. So all of your attack buffs that are on your equipment double when wearing this. This is the new buster style. If you're a true dual wield unit, pretty much it's going to be one of the best pieces of materia, even after lightning sort of time in the spotlight has come and gone. Uh, this materia or this TMR is going to be very, very useful for many units in the future. It's sort of like Cloud, right? Cloud was never really that great, but Buster Style has sort of made its mark on the game and the meta. And to this day, Buster I Style still is still Buster used. Style. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is definitely a worthwhile investment. And it, like we mentioned earlier, I was kind of joking, but if you have that Prism Moogle and you don't want to invest Lapis or Tickets in the Lightning, it's definitely worthwhile, I think, to, to pick up one of these TMRs. That is actually what I'm going to do instead of investing anything into this. But only if I don't passively get one through daily summon. Save everything if I can. Yeah, especially because we don't know. So I don't know if this is the right place or time to bring this up, but uh, in JP, they, they have these things called summon festivals or summon fests where you can't UOC one of the units on there. And yeah. it's usually the unit that's sort of the meta-defining unit. So... In the future, the value of our UOCs will be going down, so you might want to start hoarding your Lapis again, because it might be the only way. I mean, in JP, they got a lot of backlash for doing this. I don't know if we're going to get the same thing in Global, but for now, I'm going in assuming that's what's going to happen. It's just going to be status quo. That's what we're going to get. So I'm going to start being a little bit more frugal with my Lapis. That way, if I do see a unit in one of the summon fests that I really want, I will have the resources to at least try. You definitely want to be wary of that. Like you said, the backlash may change things, but keep it in mind when making your decisions. Let's talk, continue talking about Radiant Lightning. 
her she does have a CG limit burst, I should mention. So if you're into CG limit burst animations, mm -hmm. hers is really nice. And you should get her if that's something you collect. I know that's something that I've kind of been collecting, but I'll probably just UOC her at the end of the day if if I don't ever get it and one day down the line I need it. But her let's talk about her STMR a little bit as well. Zantetsuken. I mean, it's a fantastic sword. Great. It gives you an extra 50% true double or true dual wield as well as 30% LB damage. Yeah, I was just going to mention that um it's nice it's nice to have a sword that's actually really good. Usually it's two-handed weapons which don't really help the yeah. dual wield units, so it's nice to get a sword that people can use on their dual wield, true dual wield units. And I mean, OG Lightning had a great sword as well that just kind of got overlooked because we've been in the true double hand meta for so long, right? Yeah. So the the STMR on OG Lightning is also a, I can't I think it's also called Zantetsuken. I, don't I think it's know called for Omega. Sure. Omega? Omega. It's weapon. Omega. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. It's got like 176 attack, and that's all it does. But it's a, it's a one handed sword, so. It, it's super good as well just kind of got overlooked because it just it never had a place until now exactly although now it would be fantastic on lightning if you don't get four of her if you just get yeah, two because exactly. the thing is most people are more likely to have four of the og lightning because you get two for free just from doing the the beginner quests or whatever they're called so you know potential is there Another thing you can consider is using STMR tickets in the future. We'll have that mechanic coming in soon. Yeah, maybe that's something we can do an episode on in the future. Um, which STMRs are sort of ticket worthy, so to speak? Which ones will give you yes. the most bang for your buck? I think that would be a, a fun thing to talk about. I mean, I can't do it now because I haven't looked into it enough. I haven't done the research. It would be, it'd be a good thing to, to talk about down the road for sure. Yeah, definitely. We'll do, we'll do an episode on it, actually. Maybe when the... When you're actually able to exchange for your STMR tickets, we'll do an episode. Yeah, we'll throw one out around there just to kind of, we'll throw out our thoughts and so maybe, yeah. Let's talk about Lightning. We've been kind of beating around the bush a little bit. Let's talk about her kit and what she does. All right, let's do it. I mean, she does. She smacks She's you with her sword. <laughs> yeah, she hits you with her sword really, really, really hard. One thing that is nice... I mean, they put it on pretty much every meta DPS unit at this point. Absolute Mirror of Equi Equity, Oriel Ray, and Bolting Strike Chaining Families on here. Yeah, the, I think the Bolting Strike is a uh, global upgrade, so to speak. Yes, it is. Yeah. So OG, I think she just had Absolute Mirror of Equity and Oriel Ray, so this is kind of nice. It, it does allow her a little bit of compatibility with the Esthers and Elenas of the world, but it's not her strongest ability and definitely not the one you want to be using if you if you want her to do her maximum damage. I mean, I understand sometimes it's not about doing max damage. Sometimes it's about combining what you have, and it's nice that she has options, but definitely it's just kind of tacked there onto the side. It's definitely not the one that is is going to be the focus of her rotation. Yes. 100% agree with that. Um, I was going to say that it does have a nice 75% break to Lightning, but... Her, that doesn't matter because of her Limit Burst and how easy her access to her Limit Burst is. 
And it doesn't matter because of her, literally she has another ability that does 80% and it's also there. So it's like you really don't yeah. need to use it ever. It's more so if you don't have her at seven stars, so you don't have access to that cooldown ability, then it does have use. Yes. But if you've got a seven star lightning, she's kind of the first unit that has this where she just comes with her limit burst ready. Like turn one, she's got it full. You can just, right off the bat, you can go. It's, it's pretty cool. It's sort of like the first time I used a friend lightning for the King Mog mission, I thought I accidentally clicked into the Radiant Lightning uh, ticket <laughs> thing. And then I realized I did. I was like, oh, she just comes with her limit burst. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's wild that, that, sh that she actually gets that because her limit burst. Well, let's talk about her limit burst right off the bat. Let's back, just start really, there, yeah. Really, you're going to use it first turn. It's, it's a big component of her kit. I haven't done the math. I don't know if you want to use it on turn one. Or if you want to use it on turn two after you've used your uh, Defying Destiny and Paradigm Shift Commando. But either way, it's going to be uh, a prominent part of her rotation because of that nice buff to her ability damage that it gives you. And the massive 120% Lightning Imperil for five turns. Like This is definitely going to be something you're going to be spamming probably every three or four turns. Yep, exactly. Um, it's so easy for her to get it as well because of all of the passive increases to her LB gauge, LB gauge fill, as well as the fact that she's a chainer and those generally tend to get their limit burst pretty quickly through chaining. And if you and look it's at not her, a high cost. Uh, if you look at her army of one cooldown ability, it's available on turn three. So her limit burst uh, buffs all last five or four turns, right? This ability is available on turn 3. It it comes with a nice attack modifier on it. It gives her 50% LB damage and fills her LB gauge fully. So by the time her buffs from her LB have worn off, she can use this ability, fill her LB gauge again, and it's not going to hurt her damage because it's a massive ability anyway. And then she can use her LB. Like once every four turns, she can fire it off. So yes, just she sort of plays a similar way to Esther. But except instead of wanting to spam her LB every other turn, she kind of has two or three turns, a couple turns where she's going to want to use her Relentless Assault and her Army of One when it's available. Yeah, either of those being used pretty much when whenever Army of One is up, you'll probably be using it just because of that uh, extra damage and filling your L Like her rotation will, it's extended nicely because you can yeah. use relentless assault more often than for example you could on someone like esther and her limit burst so she does have some time to do other things the other nice thing too is that army of one is dual castable she does have dual cast which is nice yeah so she can use two different abilities at the same time she can use army of one and then continue doing damage or adding something else to that well, rotation the like nice thing is army of or whatever army of one is a eight times modifier with a 50 percent ignored defense so effectively 16 times mm -hmm. and and it benefits from her cooldown abilities uh modifier increases her limit burst modifier increases so on its own when army of one is up you probably just don't even want to dual cast you just want to use your uh natural dual wheel to just use this twice in one turn um similar to the way xeno is when you have your uh cooldown ability i can't remember what it's called now it's like his big mirror of equity cooldown that's stronger than all of his others you don't want to use any of his dual cast abilities with it because you just want him to use that one twice so army of one is kind of that way but her it's kind of the reason i love her 
double gestalt, the global buff she got, is because you can now use Defying Destiny and Paradigm Shift Commando in one turn. You don't have to dedicate two separate turns to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I they don't know together. if the buffs stack. I haven't tested it. I'm thinking they should. But I think they do because in every like in all the other units yeah. you do want to use all the different abilities before you use their main ability. So far the only one I've run into that doesn't have that is Elena. She kind of her cooldown buffs don't stack. Um you I think it says that in her kit like when you use the abilities it says it takes away the other Could be. Yeah. I don't remember. It says that it, you lose but... your other abilities if you yeah. use right? So that makes sense for Elena just the way she functions. So these should stack. Um, another thing, so that's pretty much lightning. You're going to be using Defying Destiny and Paradigm Shift. Whenever they're up, those modifier increases can't be dispelled. So as long as she doesn't die, you don't need to use them until turn 11 or whenever, like 11 turns later. The nice thing about her cooldowns is the buffs last longer or equal to the cooldown of the ability so you don't have to yeah, worry about there there's no time period where she's without her buffs if you do it right you can just recast as soon as they they run out just exactly crazy. no it's it's perfect that's what i was just gonna say it lasts 11 turns so you don't have to worry about it really and then she just pumps out massive damage through relentless assault army of one and her limit burst otherwise yeah, once you've stacked up her modifier buffs, uh, her damage output is insane. Like, the first couple turns, she's not going to be doing much, but then once she ramps up, she's she's a beast. Um, and the reason earlier I said this is... I, I'm not going to uh, spend tickets on her, but I can see why people would. So she's definitely one of the best DPSs we have. Uh, when she came out in JP, she was the best. But because we have Zeno and Elena, it's kind of up there. I haven't done the numbers, so I don't know, but she's top three for sure. Um, so if you don't have a top tier DPS, it's worthwhile to try, right? Uh, she's yes. fantastic. She'll be good for a long while. Um, but if you do, then, you know, I'm in a good spot. I've got a seven star Elena. I'm not going to. Actually, the funny thing is. Uh, because Saz and Snow are bonus units on this event, I had a couple lying around from old Final Fantasy events. Makes it easy to farm. I didn't spend a single ticket. I just throw them on my team and just use friend uh, friend lightnings and hopes. Yeah, that's what I'm S doing too. Saving those resources because I'm you know I'm in a lucky place where I have a good DPS right now. My supports are lacking, but I can get by with what I have. The supports aren't in the best spot right now, so that's why this banner is kind of a skip for me depending on your situation i think lightning is definitely worth it though if you don't have a good dps she you won't be disappointed with her definitely now one more thing i did want to mention just very quickly is that should you run into a situation where you absolutely need somebody else to break besides your dedicated breaker lightning does have the ability to break uh, most sorry, all of the different stats by up to 70% for four turns, which can come in handy in very, very niche, very unique situations within a trial. But it's there, it exists, and it's 70% is really high. It's up there with most of the good breakers. It's just harder for her to get it ready is the only issue. Otherwise, uh, it exists. It's good. Mm -hmm. She also has Odin's bonus stat there which i think is more worthwhile yeah um you'll definitely want to use odin on her if you're fighting like a dragon or whatever 
Um, you won't always use Odin. I don't think the bonus is worth enough where if you're fighting a human, it's more worth it to use Diablos than Odin. But she'll definitely sort of get to double dip a little bit when uh, when you In are fighting battles. those dragons because dragons are a common enemy type in FFBE. I think it's a it's definitely more useful than Hope's Alexander buff. But like I said, I understand from a lore perspective why they did it that way. Yes, definitely. They're both there for the lore. It's just fortunate the lightning takes more advantage. Yeah, lightning will definitely get more use out of hers. And that is the two new units this week. Neverending Hope, Radiant Lightning, both fantastic in their roles. However, if you do already have something that kind of fills those two roles at a very high level, you may want to consider saving your resources for the next thing. If you yeah, don't. At least until we find out how they're going to handle summon fests in global. Yes, exactly. Because I might. Cause you be, can always UOC them, right? Yeah, I might be more willing to spend Lapis if I know they're not going to go down the road JP did. But if they are, I mean, it's you have to assume that's the way they're going to go. It's just because we don't just, know differently, right? Yeah, There's just, no information saying otherwise. Yeah, I'd rather save my Lapis and then have it than not save it and have a great unit come by and be like, oh, crap, I'm never going to see this unit again. That sucks. Exactly. So just something to think about, right? Exactly. That brings us to the end of this show. Just to quickly recap for you guys, we did cover the Gapra Whitewood event and the few things that you really want to consider getting in there. The two new units, Neverending Hope, Radiant Lightning, both pushing uh, to the top tier of their respective roles. They're very high up there. And if you get either of them, very fortunate. Count your blessings. Yeah, they're definitely both very good. And that's it for this episode of FFBE Talk. Anything else to add, Minnie? No, you pretty much said it. Sweet. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.